Hello, everybody. This is Editing Peter here, sneaking in to welcome you to our second episode on the movie She's the Man, where I am joined by my sister, Sarah. We left off at basically the midpoint of the movie where Amanda Bynes' character, Viola, has proved what a man she is as she's posing as her older or twin brother, Sebastian. And now everybody is trying to like befriend her and she and Duke have made a deal of you will help me with soccer and I'll help you with girls. So let us dive back into our discussion. Welcome Sarah and I, here we go. Exactly. And almost immediately soon we get another montage but this montage is more like practicing soccer, practicing girl talk or like bonding with Sebastian and Duke. And we do get to see a couple like fun school moments of like them in science class, them playing soccer, them hanging out with friends, them playing soccer. Like it bounces back and forth. Yeah. And that, that montage gets ended with the a great moment of Viola getting hit in the balls but during a soccer practice. And I, as somebody who has often gotten hit in the balls, asking somebody who has never gotten hit in the balls, what do you imagine like that pain is like? Um, as, we, as I said earlier, I've had a lot of guy friends growing up. Most of my friends were guys. So I have witnessed people getting hit in the balls many times, and it seems like it is excruciating. And I believe it. Um, I will say I'm a little, I don't believe that she felt no pain getting a soccer ball kicked to the groin. um, Because it's not like, like, it, it would hurt nowhere near to the extent it would for a boy. But I wouldn't just stand there like, oh, nothing happened. Yeah, the closest thing I could compare it to not knowing what it feels like it would be like 10 seconds of the worst part of labor for a boy I haven't experienced that so I don't know exactly but like imagine like you're like a period cramp where it like feels like an electric shock wave just going up your body into your stomach yeah and like then like that I mean I don't know again how period feels for women but like, if you got that electric shockwave up into your stomach for and the next 15 to an hour, like 15 minutes to an hour afterwards, it feels like it's just lingering or like little aftershocks. Okay. Yeah, I imagine uh, getting kicked in the balls is a much sharper pain. Oh, yes. Then uh, in my experience, cramps, they tend to be, it's, it's like a constant ache. Dull. It's a low and slow, like a, it's yeah. a slow cooker. It'll have like some spikes of like, oh, that one really hurt. But for the most part, it's like a constant pain going on versus a really intense, like limited pain, like a, a really sharp pain. It's more of a dull. Thank you. Yeah. And it like, you feel like you're going to throw up the entire time of like, Ugh. sort of just annoyance. And then like within an hour or two, it's gone. You might feel like a little off center for like a little bit but you recover faster. 
I never understood why. If it's so sensitive, why is it on the outside? Like, it, it, does, why is it, it on seems the outside? like a design flaw. And why is it something that guys will just like willy nilly do to each other? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand it. Like, like a casual thing would just be like ball tap. Why it? You I don't know, know but I like I I participated, so I don't yeah. know. But you know how bad it hurts. So why would you willingly inflict that on others? I, I think it's just fun to watch other people in pain. Or it was back in like 10th grade. Yeah, I think it, a lot of it has to do with the age at which you're doing it too. Because yeah. like 10th grade boys are extremely immature. I mean, you're not wrong. This, we now are going to be entering into the a scene that has had a very lasting effect on the Mali family or the Mali Sen family. Yes. Um, Viola enters the room and is talking to Duke about like, oh, well, you need to have like better chemistry with girls. You need to get conversation flowing. And he's like, well, what do we talk about? And she's like, you could talk about anything. Like, what's your favorite kind of cheese? And he's like, favorite kind of cheese? What do you mean? And she's like, just like, just answer. And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, well, my favorite's Gouda. And no idea why, but Gouda cheese has a very deep personal relationship with our family. Yes. A very common answer to like, how was your day? Or how's it going? Is if, especially if you are our father, yeah. Gouda like the cheese Yes. That, I think that's dad's, uh, response almost every time I ask how he's doing. Oh yeah, it's that or Cool Runnings. The like Sanka, you dead man. Yeah, he does that one to you more often than me. Because I don't text people a lot. Yeah. Like, I will like DM people or like Snapchat people, and then I like text mom and dad. Like, yeah. So if I, if they don't hear from hear from you for a while, they're just like dad'll send that if if you haven't if he hasn't heard from you because he'll send it to me occasionally if I haven't talked to them in like a couple of weeks he'll send he, he's like yo Senka you dead man I'll get the like do you want to kiss my egg like just a random message of do you want to kiss my egg that was such a good movie too oh great we, they're talking back and forth having their bonding and chemistry and they are having a little bit of chemistry and it almost seems like they could kiss but of course it gets interrupted by a tarantula, which makes them immediately jump onto the bed, holding each other, screaming like, oh my God, you get it, you get it. Oh, we forgot to mention a couple of scenes before this, there was a scene of Malcolm in his room talking to his tarantula because we the, the tarantula belongs to Malcolm. Oh yes. Besties. And Marvolio, the tarantula. Yes, Marvolio, the tarantula. Um, and no one, like, so he's just in his dorm room talking to the tarantula about uh, Viola as Sebastian and he doesn't understand it. Um, and he has a shrine to Olivia in his room. And I just want to know, how does no one see this and not call the him out on case. it? The I visible face, like stalker photo pillowcase of Olivia. <laughs> there was a pillowcase with her picture on it, a wall of photos of her it was like a, it's a scene in a movie but it was like a scene in, in a, a movie in a movie of like when you walk into the stalker's house and they've got the wall shrine well you remember you remember hey arnold yes and helga g pataki who i have happen to have a funko pop of 
back here on my bookcases. Um, Helga G. Pataki opened her closet door and you like part the clothes like the Red Sea. And in the back, she has her shrine and candles. And she at one point has a big like headpiece that she puts on that is a football head. And it's all pictures of Arnold. Yes. It's very much that sort of vibe, which I found very funny. I just didn't understand. Like you're in a boys dormitory. You're so you supposedly have a roommate. It seems like he's like an RA or something, or like a that like head boy who gets yeah, his own room. But still, like someone should have seen this. Yeah, someone should be looking at your room. <laughs> but anyway, so now they're jumping up on the bed because of the tarantula. Yes, and as they finally get the tarantula out of the room by opening the door and just sort of shuffling it out. it away. <laughs> yes, like go, go, peace. The phone rings and only after like two rings goes to voicemail. And on the message, the voice machine is Julie Haggerty as the mom announcing that like, don't forget, sweetie, the junior league carnival is tomorrow. You have to, you'll be working. And they both go like, oh, well, yeah, I have to be there too. So the next morning we go to the junior league carnival. We get to see all the little things that are going on. It very much just seems like they built this in the middle of a giant open field. Yeah. <laughs> and this is when we get my favorite line from Eunice, who is the psychic of the junior leagues fair. And she's talking to a little girl, like a child. And she's working over a crystal ball. And she goes, I see a kitten gasping for air. And, and I'm she's a little girl. Yeah, the little girl's like clutching something and she's like <laughs> just deep breathing, like almost about to cry. I'm like, oh Eunice, what are you doing? There's like four different not needed quick changes in this scene. Like she changes from Viola or from Sebastian to Viola in a porta potty. I don't then, see how that could happen. How she could change in that porta potty into that dress and look as clean as she did completely then gets out runs into justin and announces like no we're officially broken up i'll give you five seconds counts can it I down just, and then smacks him in the face can i just say the popped collar on justin brought me back to high school the problem is that was probably dad in college you know dad wore like double polos and popped the collars he was a frat boy in the 80s and 70s yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. But the, the, that popped collar, like my mind immediately went to all the guys in my high school. Did boys in your high school really do that? Yes, yes, they did. I could see it more like, I saw it a lot in college, like frat boys at parties wearing like booty, sh like the short shorts, the high Nike socks and the stand-up collar polos. But no, in like, we, we had I think in, in high school, we, I was collars. three years. Yeah, I was like four years behind you. So there was probably a good amount of like style change in that four years. Yeah, a lot of popped collars in high school. Lots of um, lots of hair gel, a lot oh, of hair gel. Spiky hair gel, some, some Justin Timberlake ramen noodle hair. But then after that first quick change and like smacking Justin in the face, she changes almost immediately back into Sebastian. Then like then sees Monique then changes again in a bounce house this time which people can see into a bounce house so it's confusing well, she, 
She changed on the teacups as well. Well, she changed girl. from the teacups as a girl back into Sebastian. And yeah. she, the little girl ends up with like an eyebrow or a sideburn on her face. Yeah. And then that's when you go to see Monique. Monique basically is like, well, we're not broken up until I say we're broken up. Right. And luckily, Paul, Kia, and Yvonne are able to protect her. So she changes thus again into the bounce castle <laughs> into Viola and realizes she has, or she sees her mom and the mom tells her, oh, you're late for your shift at the kissing booth. How gross are kiss- kissing booths? It's a very weird idea of something. I mean, I've gone to a kissing booth in college. They had them. Yeah, it's just I know, very but weird. just now thinking back on it, I'm like, the poor girl who has to sit in this thing is now kissing like how many men how many did you, people did you watch the incredibly bad movie on netflix the kissing booth no i haven't seen that i love them there's two so far okay the actress there's... is joey king i like joey king she's the girl from the act if you watched that on hulu i did not watch it but i know who you're talking about yeah her um and then if you know what um euphoria is on hbo the Zendaya show that she won the Emmy for. Mm-hmm. Um, the boy of the Kissing Booth movies is like the bad boy of that show. Kissing I don't show. think you've watched that either, but I haven't. No, the, the actor's name is Jacob Alordi, I um, think it is. But she takes over the Kissing Booth from Olivia, who warns her that well, look out for the guy chewing gum. It's not gum. And as a kid, I don't know why I never really registered it as like chewing tobacco. But I was like, what is he chewing? I, I, I knew what it was. I like, as a kid, like it probably hit me in like 2010 that it was chewing tobacco. But like 2006 to 2010, I was like, what's he chewing then? Yeah. Like food? Like, I was just like, hmm? um, And she's like, oh, gross. <laughs> and I love how like, it's very wonderfully planned of, Viola takes over just as Duke is about to walk on. Yep. And he walks up with his tickets and he's like, well, well I gave my tickets to the other girl. Um, but I guess you'll do. Yeah, he's really digging himself a hole here. Oh, yeah. And she's like, she's like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do. Okay, uh, thanks. <laughs> and he's like, well, no, no, you're, you're, you're nice too. She's like, thank you. <laughs> and he's like, um, what should, uh, uh, and then the one like 12 year old in the line is like, you paid for it, dude, just get on with it. Yeah. You don't need to flirt. You've already paid for it. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, oh, like, that's a, I'm like, oh, child, Ooh. Viola and Duke kiss. It turns a little bit more than just a smoochy smooch turns into a little tonguiness. Yep. Channing Tatum's jawline though. I knew, that gonna, kiss. I knew you were going to say it. You can like see the like the ball joint of his chin where like under the ear and before you get the jaw jaw. And I'm like, how dare you? You know, he was doing like a mm, sort of yeah. like lean into it to make it look oh, yeah. like it, which honestly nobody's mad at. So thank nobody's you, Chani. Uh, so um, once they kiss, Justin breaks up the kiss and a fight ensues. So later that night, Viola comes home. She like, swishes into the room like very girlily <laughs> dressed as Sebastian. Duke is spinning a little basketball in front of his face so we don't know what's happening 
And then as they start to talk, the ball moves. And what is in Duke's nose to block that nosebleed? A tampon. I love a callback. Yes. Well, and he acts so surprised that it works. He's like, yeah, it actually worked. I'm like, of course it worked. I mean, I know. They get to talking. And this is where another iconic line comes from. I feel like Vic and I say this more to each other than I would say to you. But um, Viola's talking about like, oh, well, you should probably talk more to Viola because yeah. you guys seemed like you may have had some chemistry. And then she does the like, as a third party outsider with no personal interest in the matter. Yeah. I think you and Viola, you have chemistry. <laughs> And it, it strikes me as odd, because I mean, I know it's Viola talking, but it's like, she's supposed to be playing her own brother, Sebastian, and I'm pretty sure no brother would be pushing his roommate to date his sister. Oh, and completely. That would be but, very strange. Yeah, I'm just trying to imagine you at any point, like, trying to suggest that someone date me. The next day they go to the gym, and in the gym, Viola is fawning over Duke, because she's starting to get those feelings. Yeah. And she's suggesting to Duke, like, oh, you should call Viola. I can give you her number. And Duke is, like, considering it. And we get to see Olivia's point of view. Her friend comes over and is like, what's, like, what's up? And Olivia's like, like, how do you, how would you make a guy jealous? Like, what do you, or like, how would I get this guy's attention? And she's like, the best friend is like, well, what us mere mortals would do. <laughs> is make make him jealous ask out his best friend so she says okay i'm gonna go in and get my stuff done and she does that like sexy walk in like she's wearing like booty shorts and a little cami after like being on the elliptical daintily walks in and she's like hey duke and then does like a hey sebastian <laughs> but duke how are you like yeah she's overly flirtatious oh completely and i like the moment of <laughs> Um, Viola sort of turns away and grabs her phone and calls Duke and is like, my brother gave you my phone or gave you, gave me this number. And I was just calling to see like, how are you? And he picks up the phone and does like a flick open and like tries to act suave on the phone. Like, hello. <laughs> yeah. He, he's lost every brain cell because oh, Olivia is talking to him. Yeah. And when they, they agree to go out on a date and Viola's like, Olivia what are you doing <laughs> and she's like bye and like just walks out so Viola chase out chases after her out to the like soccer football field um track area and it's like why'd you ask out Duke what's going on and she's like oh Sebastian are you jealous <laughs> well if you're so worried about our date why don't you come too I'm sure you could find a girl and in the background you just see like chug running Eunice. <laughs> Eunice is coming in. Eunice coming in hot and she passes at the exact moment and Olivia goes like why don't you bring Eunice and Eunice like I don't know how she gets from the track to behind them so fast but she goes I'm so there it's insane. I, I love Eunice's lines throughout she, this entire movie. She does it so good. So then we flash forward immediately to the date where Duke and Olivia are sitting there not even talking. Yeah, he's like brushing his buzz cut with the fork. <laughs> yeah. 
I think it's the spoon. He's just like scraping at his hair with a spoon. Yeah. And she's like looking at the menu, sort of like, what am I doing? What's going on? And as soon as Sebastian and stuff walk in, she's immediately like, oh, hey, like leaning into Duke and being flirty with Duke. Like, what are you guys doing? (laughs) Oh my God, he's so funny. And Duke's like, we weren't even talking like what? uh, uh." Yeah. He doesn't know what's going on. The date is a little boring, so we're just going to flash forward through that. Because that night, Sebastian, the real Sebastian, arrives back on campus. At first, you can't tell who it is. A boy arrives back in a cab on unloading some things. Duke, who we're now finding out, rides a motorcycle, who's like parking it in the parking garage. How does this boy have a motorcycle in high school? I mean, rich people. Money. I love money. Yeah. And as he turns, you realize that it is not Viola as Sebastian. It is actually Sebastian. Yeah. And you realize shit's about to go down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. So Viola Sebastian comes in to the dorm room to find an incredibly pissed off Duke. And he claims that he feels betrayed. He's mad. And why would you hook up with the girl that I like. Meanwhile, Viola has no idea what he's talking about. So she's just like, what do you mean? That's not what's happening. Monique comes. I I like this part where Monique comes and she's like, I need to talk to Sebastian. And Duke's like, well, he's not here. (laughs) And here, take his phone. Justine, Justine can't stop calling. Yeah. Justine can't stop calling, which is actually Justin. Yeah. Monique takes the phone. She's like, this isn't Sebastian's phone. <laughs> like the little Valley Girl accent of it all. And then Mal- not my Valio. Malcolm, who is on a witch hunt of trying to figure out what is up with Viola, comes out and says, like, did, did you, you say-, say Sebastian? And then the phone rings and Monique picks up and says, Sebastian, or like picks up like, hello? And it's Justin saying, like, Viola, we need to talk, blah, blah, blah. And she hangs up and she's like, Viola? And that's when Malcolm's like, I think we should talk a little bit. Yeah, I think we should have a conversation. Yeah, we should have a conversation. So they go on and talk to the principal about that. There's like a very quick little clip of them talking to the teacher. But that night, Sebastian comes in settles in his room and goes to sleep duke is already asleep and we come to the next morning oh wait we have a eunice part would you like to talk about the eunice well, part? actually the night before the game viola is sad and depressed and sitting on a bench alone and who comes out of nowhere walking backwards and counting backwards but yeah, just sliding, like not even walking. She's like doing this weird sliding move backwards. She's like attempting the moonwalk, but like doing it, counting the steps that she goes backwards. Yeah. And she's like, walks past him and then goes back forward. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, how are you 3008? Like, <laughs> yeah. and like counting again as she sits. And like, she basically, they talk and she says, well, you can spend the night in my room sort of thing. So the next morning, we wake up, everybody's getting ready for the game. Andrew and Toby come in and wake up Sebastian, who has not woken up. 
the real Sebastian to say, dude, you're late for the game. Let's go. Meanwhile, yeah, he shows he, up thinking he's going to watch the game. <laughs> yeah. And like the cheerleaders immediately pull him like, Sebastian, come here. I'll do your face paint. Like, so yeah. he doesn't know what's going on. How does this boy not ask questions throughout? He's probably like, oh, I probably have to be part of a sport. I probably just got put in one. He yeah, gives me that sort of like dumb himbo-ness. I would have been asking more questions. You see, you have an intelligence factor that I don't think he has. Strange. <laughs> Cause he goes on and plays the first, you assume like one third of the game and he's doing horribly. So bad. So bad. Viola wakes up to Eunice watching her. With a cupcake. With a cupcake. And according to the commentary, the um, director says, we didn't get to show it because of time and stuff. But if we had done a pan of Eunice's bedroom, basically all of her bookcases are full of like murder mystery and serial killer stuff. <laughs> so, you know, Eunice would be that girl that's listening to like my favorite murder and like oh, yeah. all the, all the creepy podcasts. Makes me love her more. Exactly. I'm like, I, I know I had to mention that because I was like, you love that stuff. So it would be great to let you know that she does that too. I was listening to my favorite murder right before we started this. There you go. Around, we'll say just before the half mark, the game is interrupted after Sebastian has been taken out of the game because he's doing so poorly. Yeah. The game is interrupted by the principal, Monique, and Malcolm, who come on to say that Sebastian is not actually Sebastian. He is actually his twin sister, Viola. Meanwhile, Sebastian, who is playing this, like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Wouldn't, like, you hearing this just be like, oh, no, it probably was my sister doing something. Like. Yeah, he should have he realized that his sister was up to something. But Especially she's the soccer player. Like. It goes back to the, um, what we were saying earlier, factor? the intelligence factor, where, like, he didn't ask questions. He's just like, oh, no, no, that wasn't me. No. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but the, everybody's like testing him, and he's like, "Well, no, you are. You're a woman." And he's like, "Well, I'm not." And they're like, "Prove it." And he just immediately pulls down pants. Yep, completely pulls down his pants. This pants, is... underwear, everything. This would also probably be a crime. Indecent exposure. Come on. Yeah. And one of my favorite parts of that entire scene is Kia. Friends with the binoculars is like looking out and she's like oh my god you did so good paul yeah nice work paul Paul. like he she act like paul actually gave viola a penis i mean takia he might have who knows she gave very ditzy energy yes at one point i think it was back at the carnival scene when they're trying to like prevent monique from catching up uh monique tries to pull the like oh look over there and Without blinking, Paul stays straight, looking straight forward and says, don't look, Kia. And she does do like a, oh. <laughs> she definitely gives off the, she's the ditzy friend. Much she's a, the one that like, dies first in the movie because she had sex or something. like. Or the, um, is it Karen in Mean Girls? Oh, completely. Puts the K on backwards. Yep. It's like I have ESPN or something. No, I, I can tell when it's raining. Or I can tell when it's going to rain. Or like, at least I can tell when it it is raining. Yeah. Amanda Seyfried, 
I love her. She's very good. Um, once that her. game is over and he proves that he is in fact a man, I do like how the coach is like, like now that we fi- now that we realize that this boy is a boy, <laughs> can we get back to the game? <laughs> yeah, he's like, can we just get back to the game now? And I do like that the um the principal then turns over with the loud like the bullhorn to Malcolm and he goes, Malcolm. Would you like to shed anything on the current events? And he's like, not anything more that has already been shed. <laughs> yeah, with a blow, now blown out eardrum. Oh, completely. <laughs> so as halftime gets called, they start walking back towards the locker rooms. And one thing I always realized, like, who doesn't see Viola coming out of like the little um, watchman stand and like grabbing him and pulling him back in? like two people that look very much alike and one of them just gets grabbed and dragged away like yeah this movie you have to suspend suspend quite a bit of disbelief yeah um and like he sees her and he's like viola like and i think at one point he's like you look good like (laughs) sort of thing And and he starts like picking at her sideburns and she's he's like are these real and she's like yeah i grew sideburns no i'm like the sarcasm in this in this movie gives me life oh it is right up our alley so they she basically gives him a very quick rundown of like i'm doing this for this reason so you need to get out of my game yes she's like go so she's sit like, down and let switch me clothes with me stay here so when they come back out from halftime viola now dresses sebastian again and i would like to note that when he left the first half, he was covered in face paint. And when he comes back for the second half, Amanda has like the very remnants of face paint. Like yeah, she just, just did like a rub face. and rub. Yeah, so like she took some off his face and just put it like on the edges of her face. Yeah, which is fun. And she has to go up to the coach and be like, coach, I want to play. And he's like, not after that first half. And she, and she does like a, <clears throat> I've changed. <laughs> he's like fine go and then he as he sent her as he sends her out he does the go kick kill duke and viola are unable to play well together because duke is still mad and they start fighting they start fighting duke gets a score but then in a part where he should have passed to viola he refuses to because he's mad so the other team gets the ball and they score and Viola goes up yelling like, dude, you could have passed it to me. I could have done this. Why are you mad at me? And he's like, he's mad. And he's like, you know what you did. And she's like, no, I don't, blah, blah, blah. And I do like that it, like the whole game comes to a stop when she's like, I love you. <laughs> and the world is like, like record scratch moment. Yeah. <laughs> or she starts he- to admit that she is Viola. Yep. Or actually the whole both of the teams start fighting because this is where justin comes in before she can admit it and basically yells at duke being like a like oh what are you not man enough basically and they start fighting again and the boys get pretty rough but it has to be stopped by like the coaches and everything coming in and i love another Vinny moment like all, all the people are like running to the middle of the field to fight and like 
I guess like a player that's out on like injury is like yeah, hobbling like, towards the middle. He's limping into the field to try and join in. Vinny grabs the back like neck collar of his jersey, pulls him down and starts like stomping forward. And I'm like, oh, Vinny. Oh, Vinny. Yeah, he just like completely wiped that guy out and just pulled him down. And then that's when like we find out that Viola is actually Viola. And she, she like pulls off the wig, pulls off the accoutrement on her face. And somebody says, I forget who it was, to the extent of like, just because you wear a wig doesn't mean you're a girl. <laughs> and then she's like, what about this? And lifts up boobs. Yeah, boobs. The fact that she was not wearing a sports bra. Yeah, it doesn't look like she was wearing any sort of bra. So playing soccer in that must have been eventful for those boobs. Yeah, not not pleasant. Not like Amanda Bynes is like racking up some D's, but like any sort of boobage would probably just not be going going down well under a men's jersey. No. So that I'm just like, oh. And like, I mean, I don't want to say the and, fact and of like you have could them all like taped up or like wrapped up. So were they still wrapped up at this point? Or was she That's just not fair. wearing the the wrapping? Yeah, unless your wrapping is like pushing them up and together. So there's clavage. Yeah. And even yeah. at that point, I mean, this is 2006, so they might not have been thinking this deep. But like you could have Sebastian down there and boob up here. Yeah. Like they could have been the same person. He didn't show his chest the first time. True. But like you assume that's not a thing generally. So everybody's like, oh, you are a girl. And then the dad's line in the stands. <laughs> Is it just me or does this skit soccer game have more nudity than most? Yeah, more nudity than most. It, I can tell you, this soccer game has more nudity than most soccer games. Now, yes, father, you are correct. Duke decides to give a speech, even though he knows that Viola's a girl, he's still like not over the betrayal. But he gives the Shakespeare speech of some are, some are born great, some achieve greatness, and some have greatness thrust upon them. Yes. Which is from, I believe, Twelfth Night, actually. It is from Twelfth Night. Yeah, which is why it's there. Makes sense. And as soon as the game restarts, we get some pretty aggressive soccer moves from some of the people, like from the actors, not even like the stuntmen. Like Clifton, yeah. who is Andrew, does a rainbow. Well, they had... Um... The, the people who play soccer had hours of soccer drills that they had to do. Oh, in, I'm sure. In preparation. So they did get some skills in there. Yeah, they had. Say, why is Viola not wearing a hair tie? As a girl Honestly. who has played sports before, I would not be playing sports without a hair tie. And then we get the soccer move that for a long time I didn't even know dad could do, but apparently dad used to do it. The throw in after a flip using the ball dad could do that he's i asked him one day i was like could you do that and he was like i could didn't really do it well and like he explained that the whole rules were like if you threw the ball and then like didn't keep your feet planted it didn't count so like if you did that flip landed through the ball and then like fell forward it didn't count half of the time the ball wouldn't go very far because it would just be like a 
So it looks good for the movie, but it's not our actual practical way of doing it. Oh, completely. Not at all. But I asked that. I was like, could you do that? And he's like, yeah, finish off the game. Essentially, they're playing more cohesive now. Viola gets tackled pretty hard and gets a PK. And Justin is trying to taunt her like, you kick like a girl. Slow-mo. She's got a look of pure determination on her face. And I assume it was intentional, but she misses the kick. It bounces off the bar, comes back to Duke. Duke sets her up for a shot. He passes it to her. She gets it with a very weird like Shaolin Shaolin soccer moment. Um, yeah, she that was... becomes completely horizontal and then like kicks it. It, it was some uh, interesting camera work there. They showed the, the angle or like four different angles of the kick. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. Oh, we also do get a bicycle kick from um, Channing earlier too. Yes. That's how he gets his score. That goal wins the game. And this is when we see that like Duke is happy. But he's still he can't face Viola, and yeah, like he's, he he's not ready for to forgive her yet. Yeah, he doesn't want to talk about it. We get a few story little storylines that start wrapping up. Sebastian and Olivia get officially introduced by Viola, and then Toby and Eunice get to share their very strange, like almost face sucking kiss. Yeah, it was very awkward. Which is and like they whimper like dogs at the end, like. As they're going down below screen, you just hear like a. Yeah, it's very Eunice's weird. line. Eunice says, "I know tricks." Yeah, know and then tricks. Toby says, "Oh, Eunice." <laughs> I do love how like, while while that's happening, Viola is just watching it, and then like she looks up and sees Duke sort of doing that like sad bro walk away, brooding, brooding. Of course, good word for it. So when, I don't know if, how soon after, it seems like later that night, but it could also be the next day. Yeah. In the dorm room, Sebastian comes in delivering a present for Duke and he opens it up and there's a card. And when you lift up the card, there is a big wheel of Gouda cheese. Gouda cheese. I love a callback. Another callback, yes. Yes, yes, yes. And when he opens the envelope, it is an invitation to the junior league, which now thinking, I want to go back and look at it, see if I can pause and figure out where they are. Oh, that's a good idea. I didn't even think about that until just now. We'll see if I actually do it. <laughs> Listeners, we, this is editing Peter saying, probably didn't do it. No. <laughs> um, but next, we flash forward to the actual debutante ball. And Viola has like gotten her hair done a little bit, but she's basically just helping Olivia get ready, which is sweet. I liked that. Um, I did a little research. And so like typically, so in America, we call them cotillions a lot. Uh, They still call them debutante balls in other countries. Um, But in America, they, they started using cotillion instead a lot. And these happen typically in the spring, early summer, because it's the new season, like they're introducing the season. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really make sense for it to be now, but I guess plot-wise for the story, it makes sense. Because if this was supposed to be at the start of the new school year, 
and only two weeks have gone by. Yeah. But it could be doing it so that the season, like the courting season or whatever, it would end around the holidays. Maybe. Mom. Viola's Maybe. mom shows up with a beautiful dress or a big frilly dress, at least. <laughs> um, and Viola is all like, oh, no, I don't have a I don't have a date. No, I'm not going to do this. And then I love this line from the mom because it is so true. You don't need a man to wear a beautiful dress. Fine. But who comes in to try to save the day? Paul. But good old Paul. She says, no, it's fine. I don't need to. And then she decides, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to leave and go to a secluded place. By a dark. By a dark, creepy pond in a foggy area and mope. Yeah. Which probably not the best to do at night by yourself, Viola. Especially as a 16, 17, 18-year-old girl. And a shadowy figure approaches her through the through the fog, and she thinks it's Duke. So she's like, "I didn't think you would come." And of course, it's like the gardener landscape guy who's like, "Oh, the sprinklers about to come on. You probably should go." Like, yeah, I need to turn on the sprinklers. Are you done here? Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, oh yeah, okay," and goes to turn to leave, but who is waiting for her in a tuxedo? Duke Casino. But the movie ends off on a lovely note of the all the everybody getting announced at the at the cotillion. Then Olivia and Sebastian get called and they're walking all sweetly. Very cute. And the lady calls Viola Hastings being escorted by Paul Antonio. And nobody comes out. And she's like, Viola Hastings? No, of course it's her. This is typical. <laughs> and then Viola and Duke come out and they meet in the middle to a big, wonderful kiss. Big kiss, like tongue kiss. Yeah, that was a big kiss. I was like, Amanda, what did you do? You're in front of people. In front of your family and friends. And they walk down the aisle or the runway. Aisle's a little suggesting of other things. And this is when we get the gay confirmed of Paul is reaching into Andrew's pocket and adjusting his little um, pocket square. His little pocket square, yeah. And you just see Andrew being like a, sort of looking over at Paul like, what are you doing? (laughs) Smiling. And then like, Paul's looking at him like a, hey, what's up? Yeah. And then they both look up at Viola and Duke and clap. Like, (laughs) Andrew's like, what's happening? Oh, hi. uh, and Paul's like, hey, how are you? Like, yep. <laughs> and then at a different table, Eunice and, and Toby. Eunice and Toby are there being cute. Eunice in her little yellow dress. It was very adorable. And then um, at the end of the runway, we get a little freeze frame cheer moment. Yep. Amanda being like, woo! And then it we get the final scene of the movie. Final montage final montage some soccer practice amanda still playing with no no hair no, tie no hair tie still no hair tie hopefully a sports bra this time hopefully. um but she's being lovey-dovey with duke on the field i could just imagine the coach being like pretend you're not dating <laughs> please yes, can, we, can we please just play the game now we're tired of it please and that is the end that is the end of the movie 
So now we move on to the last few questions. Question okay. four is, is it important to you that friends or even your husband likes this movie is not liking it like a red flag for you? I honestly don't know if Matt has ever seen this movie, but he has very specific, uh, like he really he's likes action movies. And yeah, I was like, like he's that. very versed in specific types of movies, just yeah, not like, this movie. It, it, I don't think it'd be a favorite of his, but it's it's not a red flag or it's not a deal breaker that if he doesn't like it. I feel like if somebody really harped on this movie to me, I'd be mad. Yeah, if if he sat around bashing the movie for hours on end afterwards, then I'd have a problem. Yeah, but it's I don't, he wouldn't do that. For me, this movie is like the dog test of like, if a dog doesn't like you, I don't know if I could like you. Yeah. If you don't like this movie, it's a hump for us to have to get over. Next question. At what point in the movie did you realize that it had become one of your favorites? I knew it was going to become a favorite before I watched it because it had Amanda Bynes in it. I feel like me too, because like I liked Shakespeare. I don't, I definitely didn't see this movie the first year it came out. Like I watched it and I feel like I was not hesitant at the beginning. I was very open and being like, this is, seems like it would be good. But I, I think it was just all the little quippy lines and funny one-liners that really were like, oh no, this is going to hit it. I'm going to, I'm going to be here for a long time. Yeah. I, I mean, I've, like I said at the beginning, like just about everything that Amanda Bynes has been in, I've enjoyed. Uh, what a girl wants is oh, yes. up there with my favorite Sydney White was, Easy was A. Was that before this one? Yeah, that was What a Girl Wants was in '03, I think. Okay, yeah. As soon as I saw that she was in it, um, I was like, okay, I'm gonna like this. And then the main character or the main guy being Channing Tatum, who is very attractive, didn't hurt. Wasn't this one of his first movies? He did like Step Up and then this. Yep, it was one of his first movies. Yeah. Our next question which is the big one that a lot of people like is if you were to recast this movie now, who would you cast in the main two? I recast the top three, Viola, Duke, and Olivia. And Olivia. Okay. Yeah. You see, um, I, can, I think I have an Olivia I could use. I really struggled with this because I am so out of date with like the younger actors. Yeah. I'm, I'm not hip with the kids. I'm not hip with the kids. I'm not. And so like I I really had to like dig deep and I still think that maybe some of these people are too old to play these characters. I mean, honestly, I'm not mad with like a too old because you could say like I would want this movie made with like well, I'll not somebody from my list, but like Blake Lively back in like 20 or 2005 sort of thing. Like you, I could, I would accept stuff like that. Like, it's not really a problem for me. So for Viola, I picked, and I might say her name wrong, Haley Steinfeld. Oh, I love her. I'm okay she with would, that, yeah. Yeah, I liked her in, the only thing I've really seen her in was in Pitch Perfect 3. You um, would like Edge of 17. It's like no. a teen coming of age movie. I think it's on Netflix. I think she has the, like, I saw glimpses of her comedic side in um, Pitch Perfect 3. So I think she could do the the funny girl, uh, like the physical comedy aspect of mm -hmm. Viola. I like that. Um, I really struggled with Duke because I just don't know who, I, f I felt very creepy trying to figure out, like, looking up 
these young guys. Actors in their early 20s. Yeah, I'm like, I can't Google this. Nope, I just, I can't, nope. I, I feel I'm too old to be doing that. That's fair. Um, but one person I thought, Tom Holland, but if he bulked up a little bit. Oh, definitely, yeah. He's he's on this. He's too skinny. That's the other problem. Is like all the famous names that I know right now. They're just too skinny. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, that wouldn't work. He's um, a twig boy. But then the the guy, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Noah Centino. Noah Centineo. That's who I have from uh, the um, P.S. I Love You movies. Yeah, I have him as Duke. That's who I picked as Duke. Uh, Tom Holland was number two with the uh, asterisk of he needs to bulk up first. Um, and then for Olivia, I picked uh, Florence Pugh. I love Florence Pugh. I would marry I, Florence Pugh right now if there was an I, option. Because she's beautiful, and I think she could also, like, Olivia has her moments of being, like, fun and, like, overly flirtatious and all that. And I think Florence Pugh would have fun with that. Oh, definitely. I have for Viola, I put like who I would want to see versus who I think Hollywood would cast. Okay. So I have who I'd want to see, Elle Fanning, who is the um, Snow White from the Maleficent movies. Okay. But she's also in Great, if you saw that show on Hulu about Catherine the Great. Yeah, I saw like the first episode or something. Yeah, so I had her. Because she's played a trans man before and did very well. Um, she did a movie called like Three Three Generations or something. And it's like her, somebody who plays her mom, and then Annette Benning plays her grandma. Oh, wow. And they do, it's a very good um, movie. Um, then, but I said that Hollywood would likely cast Joey King, who is the girl from the Kissing Booth movies. Oh, yeah. Flash okay. the act. Yeah. Um, yep. Because I don't know why I seem, I feel like this would be a movie that would be made on Netflix now instead of like a Probably. full theatrical release. Yeah. And Netflix slash streaming services love Joey King. I like Joey King. I think she's good. She makes me not hate the character of the, oh my God, I suddenly got sexy. <laughs> um, but she's like very tomboy in real life sort of thing. Um, so I think good. she could pull it off. Yeah, that would work. For Duke, I'm like, I'd like to see maybe like a Dylan O'Brien type who I don't know if you know who Dylan O'Brien is. I don't. Did you ever see the the Maze Runner movies? Like the trailers for those? Yes. Is he the main character guy? Yes. He was the one in Teen Wolf that you liked. Yes. Okay. I never knew what his name was. Yes. Love him. He's like the, um, like if they, he could even play Sebastian. Like if Haley Steinfeld was, Viola, yeah. he could play Sebastian. He could play Sebastian with the yeah. Um, because he has a very like Viola personality, the like quirky, snappy, funny. But I'd like to see him play the more serious, like heartthrob guy version. Because he gotcha. beefed up when he played um the main character in the American Assassin movie. Okay. They were trying to make him like a little bit of a born moment. Gotcha. And and he did well. He bulked up a little bit and like played more serious. So I'm like, this is something I'd like to see him in. But I said Hollywood would likely cast Noah Centineo, who's just like dumb, objectively hot, and can play the like <laughs> a moment. Yeah, he can play the role, and no. he has the the body shape for it. Yeah, and then 
for Olivia, which I did not choose at first because I didn't pick anybody first. But I don't know. I would love to see like an Emma Roberts. See, I would pick her like she's a little too old for that. Oh, yeah, definitely like too old. But like her back in like, I'm trying to think of like, there's a movie called um, Wild Thing okay. from probably like 2013, 2014-ish, where she plays um, an American girl that like goes to a British boarding school. And like she, that's probably like the right age for her. I think she's between you and me. She's probably like 29. You're aging me here, Peter. You know how old you are. I know, I know how old I am. Yeah, she was born in 91. Okay, yeah, so she's 29. About to be 20, if she's not already 20. Or about to be 30, if she's not already 30. Um, So I think, like, she'd be good. And because she can play younger. She's one of those people that could play 30, but could also play, like, 18 for no reason. But there's also an actress who does more music now. Her name is Caitlin Tarver. You would not know who she is. But she's very beautiful. She's blonde. Um, she's a very good singer and songwriter. Um, she was on a TV show recently where she had to write a, write a song for a band and that song would be used in something for the band. Again, don't know how they would all go together. Joey True. King and, and Noah Centineo would probably be fine. They are very of the teen comedy moment. Yeah, I I struggled with, I was like, I don't know any of the young actors these days. I, I, it felt like um, one of those like, yes, I know the kids. I know what the kids are doing. Yeah. Okay. So thank you for listening to this episode of Feature Favorites, where I was joined by my sister, Sarah. Say goodbye, Sarah. Bye, guys. Thank you for having me, Petey. This was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, where we discussed the movie She's the Man starring Amanda Bynes. If you would like to learn more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at Feature Favorites Pod, or you can follow me at Pete Malley. Would you like to shout out your Instagram, Sarah? I don't post on Instagram. Yeah, I was so like, you are not active. Not, it's not worth it. I, I, I view others, but I don't really post. Yeah, if you uh, want to see her, you could probably find her through me if you wanted to. But I'll probably post a picture of the two of us as like the teaser for the episode. So sounds good. We'll see. You can tag me in it. That's where you can find me. Boom, boom, chicka pop. <laughs> okay, and hopefully we will be back next week. It'll probably just be just me this time, but be on the lookout. Sarah will be a recurring guest. Hopefully next time. After we get to reread Pride and Prejudice, we will be talking about the 2005 Kieran Knightley Pride and Prejudice episode or details on whenever that episode will come when we start rereading. Yes. We got a couple books in the pipeline first. Yeah. Thank you again for listening. If you have any questions, you can follow us on the Instagram and reach out there. If you would like to be a, featured in an episode where we talk about one of your favorite movies, go ahead and send me a message. But for now, Everybody have a good week. Have a good night. Have a good whatever. Goodbye. Bye.